In September 1780, a ragtag group of backwoodsmen from what is today North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia assembled to begin a journey to defend their homes and belief in liberty. They met their destiny at Kings Mountain, and this is their story. The Mitchell County Historical Society presents Footsteps for Freedom, The Road to Kings Mountain, Episode 29, Robert Severe and the Walking Wounded. Sometimes the dead are the lucky ones. The weapons each side had employed during the Battle of Kings Mountain inflicted grievous and dreadfully painful wounds that the comparatively primitive state of medicine at the time could not always heal. There was no such thing as germ theory, and pain-relieving anesthetics largely lay to a future generation to invent. Bleed, blister, vomit, and purge were the four treatments employed by most doctors for basically all that ailed you. British surgeon Usel Johnson treated many of these men on the battlefield using surgical techniques he learned at the university and had perfected during the course of this war to extract bullets, clean and bandage wounds. Patriot doctor Joseph Dobson of Burke County treated most of the rest. That meant two men to treat literally hundreds of gunshots, wounds, broken limbs, and stabbings. These are numbers that might make today's emergency room doctors consider their workload quite light by comparison. One of the wounded men was Dr. Joseph Dobson's son, also named Joseph. He had been shot twice in the battle, once in the right arm and another in the right shoulder. Dr. Johnson, and not his father, removed the bullets. The young Dobson would be out of commission for a while, but he would return to fighting in the next year. Others were not so lucky. Two of William Chronicle's men, Lieutenant Watson and Private Caldwell, were carried from the field to a nearby house. John Collins lamented, quote, Poor fellows! They were raised together, fought together, died at nearly the same time in the same house, and now lie buried together, unquote. A famous name was no shield from death's icy embrace in the battle either. During the thick of the fighting, John Sevier's brother, Captain Robert Sevier, dropped his ramrod as he was trying to load his rifle. He left cover and bent over to retrieve it. At that moment, the Tory line erupted in a volley. Some of the buckshot tore into Robert's back, striking his kidney. The wound was agonizingly painful and not immediately life-threatening. After the battle ended, Robert Severe sought out Dr. Usel Johnson and asked him to extract the troublesome buckshot. Johnson agreed to make the attempt and operated on him, but the unimaginable pain of having the surgeon probe his back while remaining fully conscious without anesthesia was to no avail. Failing to remove the buckshot, Johnson managed to stop the bleeding and bandage the wound. He then instructed Severe to find a nearby house and spend several days, if not weeks, resting. It would then be safe to make another attempt at extraction. Dr. Johnson also gave him a stern warning that if he refused to wait and insisted on mounting his horse immediately to ride back across the mountains, then his condition would surely worsen to the point of death within the next week. Robert Severe felt he had no choice. If he remained in the vicinity of Kings Mountain, it would be just a matter of time before Tory bushwhackers found him and finished him off. He was determined to make it home. So he mounted his horse, and with his nephew James Severe, 
They rode out of the camp back towards the mountains. Doubtless the pain of riding a horse with a bullet hole in the lower back was intense. Most likely the wound started bleeding again as they slowly made their way up the Yellow Mountain Road from North Cove and across the crest of the Blue Ridge. They followed the path by the North Toe River until they reached Bright's Place near Davenport Springs in modern-day Avery County. There, Robert Severe dismounted his horse, sat down, and rested, leaning against the trunk of a lofty mountain oak. His nephew James got a campfire going using flint and steel and started cooking their meager rations. Suddenly, Robert's condition worsened. The bleeding increased, and he broke into feverish sweats. Infection had taken hold, and the wound was inflamed. Within the hour, Robert Severe was dead. His distraught nephew then dug a grave for his uncle beneath that oak tree, lovingly wrapped his body in a blanket, and placed him in the grave. After uttering a few words and lifting his name up in prayer, James Severe continued on across the Yellow Mountain Road back to the Watauga settlements to deliver the tragic news to Robert's widow, Keziah, Robert's body lays there to this day. Keziah would later remarry a fellow veteran of the King's Mountain Campaign, Major Jonathan Tipton, and the two would return to the Tow River Valley years later, most likely in present-day Yancey County, where she later passed away. Today, her remains, too, lie undisturbed somewhere in the valley. Footsteps for Freedom, The Road to Kings Mountain is a production of the Mitchell County Historical Society, a nonprofit organization committed to the preservation of the history, heritage, and culture of Mitchell County. Today's program was written by Jonathan Bennett and narrated and produced by David Biddix. Special thanks to WTOE in Spruce Pine and WKYK in Burnsville for airing the program. You can also download episodes through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcasting software. Learn more at mitchellnchistory.org forward slash OVM. The Mitchell County Historical Society offices are located in the historic Mitchell County Courthouse in Bakersville. We'd love to have you become a member of our society. You can learn more about us on the web at mitchellnchistory.org. There, you can also see show notes about today's episode, links to online resources about the Battle of Kings Mountain and those involved in it, and much more about Mitchell County's history and heritage. You can also visit us on Facebook and Twitter. Join us next time as we tour our region for Revolutionary War graves and look at the revival of the Kings Mountain story 100 years later.